Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange with Leander Young, where we dig into conversations with seasoned musicians to discuss their life, art, and the faith of jazz as they see it. In this episode, we interview a composer, guitarist from Israel, Shah Yashik. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange. Today, we have Shah Jacket with us. Did I get it right? Uh, almost. Okay, that's okay. Go ahead, sir. How do you say it? Yashik. <laughs> Yashik. Uh, Shah Yashik. Uh, it's like actually a Y, not oh. a, like a J. Like it's, you know, it's spelled with a J, but it's an, a Y sound. Y-A-S. Yashik. Okay. Well, yeah. that wasn't the worst one I butchered. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so can you tell the people about yourself and then we'll get into it? Uh, yeah. Um, my name is Shai. I'm from uh, originally from uh, Tel Aviv area in Israel. Uh, I play uh, guitar, jazz guitar and compose. And uh, I moved to New York four and a half years ago. And uh, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. And the first thank thing you. I'd like to say is, I love albums like yours. I have a little soft spot for the small indie titles. And it was literally just you on the guitar and some tracks. And I'm like, yes. I got to ask, because I know mm -hmm. people always get on me for this. Making a small independent album. How mm -hmm. much did that run? And what problems did you have doing it? Uh... Actually, I, I, I didn't feel I have, uh, I had problems, uh, making the record. I think it was pretty, uh, uh, I think the mid, it's uh, the making the music part is pretty simple. Like uh, I've been playing with, uh, my band for a few years now and, uh, we had our materials and then I was like, all right, let's just go to the studio. Uh, we recorded live, same room and, uh, see what comes up. Um, I mean, there, there were lots of concerns before that, of course, as you know, we always have before we go to the studio, you know, I wanted to sound good. What should they do? Uh, you know, uh, et cetera. But uh, once you just do it, I was like, all right, let's, let's just do it and see what happens. Also, my music is pretty open, I would say. I mean, it's not a lot of, most of the tunes are like a page or two. Uh, they're pretty open for interpretation. So it's not like there's a specific things that needs to come out. Uh, so, uh, I was, my state of mind was just, let's go to the studio, have fun, uh, and see what happens. Okay. Well, I, I noticed like a lot of your charts are simple lead sheets and I, that's why I like it. It's small, simple, yeah. independent, open improvisation. I yeah. believe that's how jazz should be for the most part, because that's mm. how you would feel in a small jazz club. But a lot of these people now, they overcomplicated and they try to impress me by their, you know, key signatures and time bases. And I'm like, come on, man, I'm just trying to get a simple, nice feel. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think there's room for everything, of course. And if someone is doing it, you know, intentionally and not for it to impress you, so it can be. Yeah, there's some people um, who try to impress and then their album don't sell and then they blame it on the jazz world. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, my album is uh, pretty simple and, you know, not overcomplicated, but and I also don't, you know, 
to say that I expected to sell a lot or, you know, I don't. So I think we're c at, to some extent in the same boat. Uh, but of course, there's some stuff that people can relate way easily than other. Uh, that's for sure. No, that's one thing I'll also say, because your tracks are tracks that people could relate to. Mm -hmm. By the way, I love the great Pumpkin Walls. I am oh, a big Peanuts you. fan, so that was just okay. like, yay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you have Autumn in New York. People know that song yeah. for the most part. Even if yeah. not by name, they know it by ear. Yeah, for sure. Which we, that, uh, which we also have a, a guest vocalist, uh, Nama Gevel, on it. Yes. Uh, one of, I think one of the greatest singers in New York and a very good friend of mine. And I was very happy to have her. Uh, How do you know her? Uh, so why do I know her? Uh, She's also from Israel, but actually met, we, we met over here in New York. Uh, I think just from the scene, you know, from hanging out at Mesro. Uh, yeah, that, that's how you get to know people, just hanging out. Uh, that's another thing I say a lot of. So hanging out as a jazz artist, there are not many places to go anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean... You know, I feel like personally, I feel that, uh, you know, we live in New York and to me, I feel that there are a lot of places for me to go out to and lots of places have like their different thing or different vibe. But also I know that, you know, I don't have that, you know, uh, times, times perspectives, you know, so because, you know, people like 30 years ago or 40 years ago that uh, used to live in New York and say, you know, it's nothing compared to back then, which I'm sure it's true. Uh, but for me, I'm just happy to be around. Well, you know, all this how long music. have you been in New York? Four and a half years. Okay, that's not fair for me to say because even I'm looking back at ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I could tell people there are times I went to jam sessions and I wasn't at the level. I ended up sitting down. Like this drummer is mm -hmm. just that much better than me. I'm just gonna sit myself down in the corner and just mm -hmm. be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we don't really have this to, like we have, I feel like a lot of the time, the other problem where, you know, just anyone goes and plays, uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but you don't, you know, you don't have the thing of, you know, I'm gonna without listen and appreciate, what, what do you say? Without say, blowing, oh, blowing up the guy's spot or anything. Yeah. There's this one guy I became really good friends with. And at one point he was playing his instrument for Alicia Keys. And Alicia Keys was still somewhat big at that time, okay? Mm -hmm. And he would come out on a Wednesday, because that's normally when he didn't have gigs for some reason. Mm -hmm. And he would just come, and he would destroy the session. And mm -hmm. then if it was really jamming, he would call his friends down. And his friends were all playing for Big X. And they would come over there and just, and it's like, yeah, these are the top guys on the road performing. And it's like, Am I good? Yes. Compared to what? The average person. But compared to the top tier guys? Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. when you came over here, was there any of the scenes still left? At least at that type of level? Because I also say it all the time, COVID kind of destroyed a lot of that. Yeah. So when I got here, it was about six months before COVID. Uh, and I also, I was at the school at the time at Queens College. So I was, you know, trying to adapt to everything. So I don't feel I have like a, I didn't experience enough to say like that this, like before COVID is different than now, which I'm sure it is. 
as I'm hearing from a lot of people, but I didn't experience experiences as much to tell you eggs. Like it was very different. Uh, but also from what I've been hearing also before COVID, yeah, there was a, you know, it, it probably, it's not what it was 10 years ago. Uh, okay. But what, the session, sorry, what do you say? No, no, it's okay. What about uh, the sessions then in Israel before the whole COVID before the whole situation over mm-hmm. there right now was the scene at least because that's another place I've never been. I don't know much mm-hmm. about the actual scene in person. I only hear about it. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's kind of like there are a lot of, you know, as you probably know, because you see them over here, there are so many great uh, Israeli musicians uh, in New York and also in Israel, obviously. Uh I just, it's interesting. I just I just thought about it. The, the last year I went to you know I went to visit and I had a gig in Tel Aviv and I was like, okay, who who am I gonna call for the gig? And then I hit someone and he can't. And then I'm hitting someone else and you know and just there, it's endless that the people that you can call like in a very high level to play to play with you. And I feel like lots of people you know we are very fortunate to have that as opposed to other people who are telling me that they're going back to I don't know where. Uh, but you know, there's this uh, one person that plays bass and two people that play drums, and that's it. You know, so I feel like uh, you know we are very fortunate to have lots of great musicians. Uh, same problem as in here. Uh, you don't have many places to play, obviously. Uh, you know, you got your two or maybe three clubs in Tel Aviv, one in Jerusalem, and for the most part, that's it. For the most part. Uh, and about, uh, the jam sessions, actually, I don't know how it is now, uh, but before I left, there weren't many at all. Like, it's not like here that, you know, just a random restaurant or or some bars and you'll have a session over there in Israel. It's not quite the same. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't know why it is. Uh, because, you know, here people, you know. Do they have actual you, jazz radio stations over there, even though people don't listen to the radio anymore? Yeah. That, no, I don't think there's like a, a jazz station, but there are some stations that will have, uh, you know, a jazz program at night, obviously. At two in the morning? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that that's what it is. Okay, so... Okay, just a question. Do yeah. younger people actually listen to jazz over there? So if people listen to younger jazz? people, like people under 40, if not under 30? Um, not many. Okay. It's okay. Uh, it's very common. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, not many. And I, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, I've been here for four and a half years now. So I don't really know what's happening, you know, when you're going to a club, who's in there. Uh, but I feel that here, there we, we do see a lot of, like when I'm, I don't know, when I'm at Smalls or wherever, I see a lot of young people. Like, I don't know if they will, you know, go and buy records. I mean, nobody buys records, but yeah, that's the thing I the do, past. <laughs> yeah, but I do see a lot of young people uh, at clubs here. So it's kind of interesting. I think about Smalls, and I love Smalls. It's just that, Mm -hmm. A, it's tourist people. 
and yeah. B is college people. Mm-hmm. So you're not really getting a good gauge if it's growing or not. Because those yeah. are the people that's like, I'm in New York, I'm going to go to a club, a cheaper club, smalls. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, f- first of all, for sure. Uh, second of all, yeah. But also if you go to ornithology, and I'm not saying that it's, you know, necessarily says something about the growth of the because it's not, and not doesn't say anything about the younger generation that will pick, you know, pick up this music because it's probably won't. Uh, but also, if you're going to, I don't know, bar by or mythology, places that are less touristic, you know, not in Manhattan, I think you do see some younger people hang out. Now, I'm not sure if it's because their love of the music or because it's, I don't know, it's cool and sophisticated and they have cool drinks or whatever. Uh, or maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. Maybe the reason doesn't matter, even though it probably does. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you do see some younger people that are being engaged in this okay. to extent. Okay, so something else you brought up then, okay? The young people taking over the music. Your opinion. So we're going to assume the boomers are not around anymore, and I'm not mm. wishing them bad or anything. Yeah. So people who are 40 and under become, I want to say, 70 and to 35, okay? That age group, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you still think jazz would be, well, you know? Uh, I don't know. Like, if it will still be relevant, it means that it's rele- it, is it relevant now? I mean, it's I... It's not relevant now, but would there still be clubs? Because I actually do believe the older generations of reason why most of these places are still around. Mm-hmm. Like the Village Vanguard, I don't know what's going to happen in 20 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that will be there still. Dizzy's, I know, will be there because it's subsidized by the government. Mm-hmm. But I can name a whole bunch of jazz clubs that are gone here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it will... Uh, I think it's uh, pretty reasonable to assume that the decline will will, you know, will keep going. Uh, yeah. So they, I'm with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So I mean, I was hoping you yeah, would disagree I mean, I, with I, me. I did say that we do see some, you know, younger people at the clubs, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'm still convinced enough that uh, they will carry it uh, forever. Uh, okay. You know, it'll you know? be forgotten music of the past. I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it would be necessarily forgotten. Uh, not forgotten. Maybe be like ragtime. Just... Let's go out and listen to some ragtime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Th- those are uh, hard and interesting questions. Uh, or you know, it will keep going on a low flame. Uh, with. <laughs> okay. So, what experience? I mean, how did you accept the experience when you first came here and you're at Queens College? Mm. Anything shock uh, you? Anything was just like, uh, was the campus to your liking? Was what? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you know, I wanted to move to New York. Uh, like, you know, I wanted to move to New York and school was kind of, kind of the way to do it for lots of, you know, lots of us internationals. Uh, and, um, uh, also my, you know, my school experience was kind of different because after like one semester, COVID hit, 
and then we went online for like a year and a half. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was very, I met some really meaningful people uh, for me at Queens College, like some professors of mine uh, that are also great musicians. And I felt, you know, that it's a great privilege to be able to learn from them. Uh, such people as, uh, you know, David Berkman, great pianist, or uh, Antonio Hart, uh, the head of the program, and uh, people like that. Um, however, I feel that in terms of, uh, again, uh, I guess uh, COVID has a lot to do with it, but, uh, you know, it didn't, you know, everyone were gone, uh, about like everyone was gone when COVID hit. So, you know, it didn't, I didn't build a network with the, with the students or something like that, that I built built after, you know, after COVID, uh, after, you know, just hanging out at the clubs and go to sessions. And so it was, it was very good for me on an academic level or I, I wouldn't, really? I don't know. If academic I, also? Academic. Yeah, no. But like you're learning from you know, online. Yeah, exactly. I meant like, you know, I, I did meet people that helped me develop my skills as a musician. Uh, really? Online? No, I, I mean, uh, on la first of all, uh, also in the few months that we had before the pandemic, uh, it was very meaningful. And also, uh, during the pandemic, it made me shift from, you know, focusing on, you know, performance classes that, you know, you, you can't do online. You just can't. Uh, I actually to, feel uh, for all the people in conservatories, especially during that period. I feel like you lost their money. Yeah. Because uh, you cannot mm -hmm. learn an instrument online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I know people try, <laughs> but mm -hmm. to get to a certain level, no, the inst I believe the instructor needs to be there, right there, and fix it on mm -hmm. the spot, show you how to do it, and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you cannot learn performance uh, online. And I think that, you know, also, that's a different topic, but also you can't learn it in only the classroom. Like, no, that's true. That's but that's, that's my other sure. problem with the conservatories. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And that's what I always felt, you know, being in, in schools, that it's great and it's very helpful, but it can't be instead of going to the session or playing music, just hanging at the clubs and see how, it, how it's done, how people play, how people hang, what, you know, mm -hmm. just the real deal. Like how... What is this music is all about? I also believe that's the reason why a lot of them are in the conservatories. Because if they could get mm -hmm. a better gig, they would not be in the conservatory. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and my example of that is the New York Philharmonic. The people teaching at the conservatories all go to those auditions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we think the decline of gigs, you know, musicians grab what, you know, I mean, like, we'll pick on I just, we'll pick on Taylor Swift again. You guitarist, okay. okay? Taylor Swift wants you to be her backup guitarist. I'm pretty sure you're dropping everything and going. Even though yeah, it's basic chords. <laughs> yeah. For sure, I will say yes. Maybe I will hate myself later. Maybe after a month, maybe after two, maybe, or maybe, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll fall in love with this and, 
Probably not. No, nah, uh, I had people come on and say, no, they yeah, hated yeah, it. No. We, we don't need to be polite. I will hate myself. There is a okay. gay. Dude, yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're That's right. one of the few things that make this show popular, that people are no. honest. I had a guy that came on that played with a well-known, at one point, A-list celebrity, and they were just like, I hated it. Yeah, but the pain no, was yeah, great. Yeah, that's what I also liked about your show. Like, no <laughs> bullshit. So I'm not gonna start bullshit now. <laughs> but yeah, that's my whole thing on that. Yeah, that's my problem with conservatories too. But yes, you need yeah. to be on the scene. But my whole problem is if there's nowhere for the youth to perform and mm-hmm, yeah. tone their skills, it's gonna help die off faster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but what have you noticed about the jazz scene changing since you've been here? You can say the pros uh, and the cons. Pros and cons of the scene changing since I got here? Because yeah. uh, even I have pros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pros, I mean, I don't like, oh, wait, you're talking about like pros in the scene in general or pros in whatever you want to tell me. Okay. We'll yeah, go so, both ways if you want. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we, we kind of. Uh, talk shit a little bit, but uh, yeah, the the pros in the scene for me is uh, you know the flip side of there are lots of musicians, but not many gigs. Is still there are lots of musicians, and we're here to make music, and uh, and because there's so many musicians, uh, there's I think a very healthy community, at least on the social level, uh, community, and uh, lots of exchanges of ideas with uh, really aspiring musicians that put a lot of time in their craft. And I think it's always uh, great to spend time with someone who spent so much, uh, you know, building their craft or idea or whatever it is, just, you know, people that really care about something and, uh, and they love it so much. And, uh, and also it's just fun to hang with a lot of people. It's very, you know, just nice people. And I feel like that being a musician, you kind of have it, especially a jazz musician, you have like a built-in community where you can just go on a given night to a club to check out this show or to a jam session and you will meet some of your friends and you can just hang out. And it's a very social and communal way of life, uh, I feel, as opposed to if you're going to your office or something like that and the job is done, you're going back home and that's it. So I feel like we do have this community going on, uh, which is really good and supportive, at least can be. And th- that's what I experience. I experience mostly positivity. Okay. I can't knock your experience. You say that it's mainly mm-hmm. positive and you say yeah. that people network well still. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are the cons? Uh, what are the cons? Uh, well, we talked about it a lot. Uh, just there are no gigs and like, you know, for me as a, and for everyone who's a, specifically a leader and, you know, I just put out, put on a record, I write music, I'd like to play it. Uh, it's not that simple. You need to put so much time and energy just to, and, I, and I'm even putting the money aside to just, you know, play uh, your music, let alone making money out of it, you, you probably won't. You'll just lose money. Uh, 
uh, which is, you know, maybe I, I don't know if I accept, I mean, I got nothing to do about it, but accepted that if I want to make my music, uh, it's not going to generate income probably at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, and also it creates some kind of, you know, that's the flip side of lots of musicians community also uh, very competitive and some people are not necessarily genuine about their, uh, uh, their intentions with you or with anyone because they, they feel that they need to, you know, get this and that, and it, it, it comes on expenses of someone else. And this state of mind is, uh, very toxic and you definitely have some of those. To be fair, every field has toxic people, but yes, I do understand where yeah, you're coming from. Exactly, exactly. We talked about the pros and cons, so yeah, that's mm. definitely one of the cons. I will also say I agree with you. Like when I release an album, I don't expect to make the money back. If it comes back, yay! <laughs> if I break even, it's a win. <laughs> but yeah, so when people listen to it on the streaming services, and you make like four cents from it. And they want to know what the next one is. I'm like, just give me a few hundred thousand more streams and then I'll have a song ready for you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's why it is a fee. <laughs> okay. But at least as a guitarist, you have more options for gigs than most other people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, yeah, because I can play solo gigs and I can play duo gigs. But on the other hand, uh, we're so many. As you know, I mean, there's uh, so many saxophone players too, so I can't really say that, man. <laughs> they just have right. less opportunities. Yeah, mate. I mean, you know what? I'm not sure. I mean, I think there are lots and lots of guitar players, and also in the jet, like in jazz, it's not a strong part of the culture, like you know, of the in instrumentation traditionally as saxophone or piano or drums or bass, like. Uh, I, you know, on every guitarist that I see play in one of the clubs, I see probably like 10 pianists, you know, or, or more. Um, so, but you, you have pop music that you could still do. You have that's right. country I'm still music. Into this, uh, Taylor Swift, uh, you know. <laughs> but even in New York, you don't have people reaching out for you for even electronic music just to do the background chords and everything. Uh, yeah, sure. It, it, it does happen. Yeah, like soul gigs or uh, duo or, you know, also weddings or whatever it, it can be. Yeah, guitar has some opportunities that other instruments uh, don't have. That's for sure. Just saying, not trying to pick on you. Like, uh, normally uh, there's one drummer per gig, the end. If you guitarist, mm -hmm. I could see two or three sometimes. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's not in the jazz world. Yeah, I know, or, but I'm just saying yeah. open but up. <laughs> exactly. No, that's for sure. Like, uh, income wise, there, yeah, there are lots of, I don't know if lots, but some possibilities. Uh, that's it, for sure. In the jazz world, I also say, yeah, there's some people who just want a pianist. They don't really want a guitarist. Exactly. I, I give you that too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you could turn back the time, would you still be a jazz artist? Uh, yeah. A hundred percent. You will have to ask me again in 20 years and we'll see if the answer will be the same. But, uh, 
Um, okay, okay. But <laughs> when you have yeah. still came to America <laughs> to major in music. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty happy with uh, what I've done so far. Uh, not, on a, not on a career level or whatever. I just like enjoy being around music and I feel like it makes me happy. And uh, I see all the positivity that I get from it, from playing music and being engaged with people and being a part of a community, uh, which, you know, for me, it's bigger than the cons. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then what is your dream project? My dream project? Uh, probably uh, playing my music, being able to write and perform my original music, uh, which right now it's, uh, it's mostly, you know, in a trio setting, uh, and you're writing like kind of simple, simple tunes. And because I, I'm fascin fascinated by like how little you can write and how much you can get out of it. Uh, if you have a section that's clicking, yes, I agree with you. And yeah, the trio, sure. it's I assume it's guitar, bass, and drums, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. If you guys are mm -hmm. clicking, one lead sheet, 12 bars, 16 bars, even eight bars, you could drag that out for at least 15 solid minutes and keep the people yeah. entertained. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm most fascinated with uh, nowadays. Um. Mm -hmm. uh, but your dream yeah, project is just to play a trio live. Yeah, I guess. Like for for I mean, that's what I can think of now. So if I gave you a million dollars and say, "Make me a, an album," mm -hmm. who would be on it? And what would you make me? Okay. Ah, that's a good question. I mean, if I had that kind of money to, for a project, I'd probably, you know, why not making a big band record of my music or something like that? You know, that's also something that's very cool. Uh, and something that, you know, during school I had, you know, I had the chance to do it because, you know, you, you probably unless you really want to. You, you won't do it outside of school, but that, that was a pretty cool experience to be, to take one of my songs and, uh, arrange it, uh, arrange it for a big band. So that, that was a very powerful thing. So I'd probably want to do that as well. Okay. That's cool, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to beat up on you much longer. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're welcome to whatever you feel like. <laughs> Fine. I'm going to ask you one other question that I always like to ask people. Mm -hmm. What do you... Okay. What is your biggest hate of the jazz community? You told me some cons. I want to know your yeah. biggest hate. Like the thing you can't stand. Uh, uh, I guess that's a conservatism. Probably. And gatekeeping. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> which we have uh, a lot of that. Uh, we have a huge gatekeeping problem in the jazz community. Yeah. Yes, that is yeah. true. Uh, yeah, the, the idea that there are people who says that, you know, it shouldn't be this, it should be like this, or this is 
this is cool and this is not cool. And I think that, you know, it, if there are some people that, you know, I like this very specific kind of music and that's what makes me happy, like, great, do only that all day, but don't keep the gate and don't tell other people that what they're doing is, is not good or should be like more like this or less like that. Um, I agree. I had a radio host once that I confronted for my friend because he wouldn't play my friend's music, but he was playing mine. And his excuse was, I don't like the title. I'm not going to say the group's name online. I mean, on the air. I'm sorry, this radio on the air. I can't say it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you can't say his name, but you have no problem saying Snooky Puppy. So I'm like, dude, you just don't want to play his stuff. Just say that. Yeah. Yes. And then he would play his daughter's music nonstop. And the people who know the radio jazz world know exactly who I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> I, I then I should do my research. No, no, no. I actually <laughs> I actually don't think he has a show anymore. Okay. But he was one of the people in one of the more known stations and he had a big block. Mm -hmm. And there would be times he plays certain artists two or three times during that big block, which would help their you know, their charts scores. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Yes, there's a lot of gatekeeping and I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, it's in, in so, you know, it, it, I feel like it all comes back to the kind of the decline of the music, decline of stations, decline of clubs. Do you have like only those few people that will... Uh, it's like they, gra they keep, they grab it on for the little control they have left. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. new cars don't even have AM stations in it anymore. There are a lot of 2024 cars that don't have them. Yeah. So give it like five, 10 years. Maybe FM won't be on there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one other thing. So there's this vocalist from Iceland. Mm -hmm. She plays the guitar also. Pretty sure you know who I mean. Yeah. Do you consider her jazz? Uh, <clears throat> so I didn't listen to her. Uh, I mean, you can say yeah. yes or no. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just didn't. And uh, I heard you talk. Uh, I heard you talk about her in one of your shows, and I think it's interesting because the fact that I didn't, you know, I've heard her name a, a lot, uh, but I didn't even bother to check it out. You know, so maybe there's I'm a part of the problem. I might be. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay, that's fair. So you're part of the problem that you didn't even look, listen to her or you didn't consider her before? Uh, that I didn't look. Okay, you didn't I, look. I mean, yeah. to be fair, most people don't look for new music. It yeah, has to be like, brought to them. Yeah, yeah. That's that's for sure. But it's not that it wasn't brought to me. You know, I saw it on my feed or whatever. And maybe saw, saw some video topics about easy jazz is not jazz. And I was like, all right, I'm just... Not interested in it at the moment, uh, but what do you, what do you think about her? Uh, there are people who play less jazzy stuff, more poppy stuff that is considered jazz, mm -hmm. and she is bigger than every single jazz artist right now. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. in an ideal world where the field is dying, I would love to have her be considered jazz because I think she would open more opportunities. And there are people yeah. who in the past that said, be it, what's it called? 
bringing jazz to the mainstream and popular, like, we'll pick on Bradford, Marcellus, his whole buckshot the funk. People mm-hmm. are saying, well, that didn't open opportunities for jazz or bring people to the thing. I'm like, I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I honestly do believe if there were jazz artists covering her songs or bringing her in and all that stuff, it would help us. Mm-hmm. But what about you? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I feel like I, I see where people are coming from. I'm, not that I'm justifying. I'm seeing, I see where people are coming from, where, you know, they have this music that they really like and they see the long tradition of it and, you know, whatever. And then, you know, they want to keep it. And if you call like a singer from Iceland jazz, no, it's not jazz, you know. The, it's, it has nothing to do with Art Blakey and all of these people that, you know, carry this tradition. Uh, so I see where, you know, where people are coming from, but it's not helpful, I don't think. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I think we need to... Art Blakey to died like 33, 35 years ago. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But do you get what I mean on that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I, I believe she's... In her 20s. Mm-hmm. No one is checking for Art Blakey like that. And I love him being a drummer. I still mm-hmm. think Buddy Rich won that battle, people. But yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah? Yeah. So you don't consider her jazz? Oh, no. For Again, I didn't listen to her. Boo! So I, you know, <laughs> he's dodging it, people. He's dodging no, it. <laughs> but how can I, how can I uh, consider her jazz or not jazz without listening to the music? You never heard her song. No, no. You never heard at all? No. A guitarist? Yeah. Never heard hers? Okay. I think you're dodging me, but it's okay. I'll be nice. <laughs> I, I, I swear I did not listen to her. Uh, so that's what, you know, what I, what I started with. I, I'm probably a part of the problem because I'm not opening myself up to this, but because I didn't check her out. So I, how can I say, I didn't check out her music. So how can I label it as this or that? Okay, fine. Okay. Did I convince you? No, I still think you're dodging it, but it's all right. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, there are people who off the air told me point blank. Yes, I listened to her album. Okay. I know, but I, I but I, okay. I mean, I guess you don't believe me, but, nah, but it's okay. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to believe you okay. and trust you that you never listened to her album. Okay, he's not dodging the question, people, with my side eye. But yes. <laughs> you know, if you want, I can listen uh, to the record and then I will uh, make a public announcement uh, <laughs> that I listen to it. Uh, you don't need to do all that, man. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you, man. But tell the people where to listen to your album, how to reach you, all that stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you can find the album on all of the streaming platforms. Uh, it's called First Fall, and just write First Fall with my first name, Shai, S-H-A-I. You don't need to write the last name. It's uh, <laughs> not going to get you anywhere, probably. Uh, Shai, First Fall, uh, and you can find me on Instagram at uh, Shai J Guitar. Uh, YouTube, Shai just check J-A-S-C-H-E-K. You're probably not going to remember it. It's I- I'll link it all. It's okay. okay yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on, sir. It means a lot. 
And don't yeah, worry, I'm, so I'm trusting you that you're not dodging me, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. And everyone, this is Leander from Improv Exchange. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you, Leander. That's that on jazz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Improv Exchange. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Improv Exchange.